This is Van Malik, the Ghost, and we haven't had an episode in a while because I've been working hard. I'm in between gigs trying to get a good uh, main job again so we can uh, support our music. Right now, we're 100% ride-sharing for Uber and Lyft, which I appreciate those two companies. So, you know, give them a, a hand. Um, otherwise, I might be on a, unemployment or food stamps. Um other than that, we're very excited that we're on Bentley Records. So this episode, Peg expands the tracks into Bentley Records singles. singles. Um, we we just put out a bunch of new singles, and we're going to rattle them off. They're on, all on Amazon. They're on all the other streaming services, but we're kind of pushing them on Amazon because as an artist, as any artist, if you buy the Amazon version of our songs, um, you will really support the ghost and Peg and Josephine and Stephanie in a way that's very, you know, helpful to an artist. So we are encouraging people to go to Amazon and actually buy our records there. So we've got a bunch of stuff through Bentley. We've got what we put out last week, the trio of singles, Violence is Never Okay, Teeth, Nashed, Crass, and Expansive Romancing. Those came out on uh, the 17th. Now, on the 24th, we just released Zephyr Wind Blown and Causality Heavy Lifting. And so this is about our Bentley singles, but we are on another label called Mojo Heads, and we've got a uh, two-song EP called You Still Have Some Personal Demons to Betray with a remix and our original version. And those songs are doing very well. Uh, they've increased our monthly listeners exponentially on um Spotify, we've gone from like 22 monthly listeners to 145. So we're very happy about that. So that that song was, uh, we were contacted Mojo Heads and, and then they have a relationship with Bionino and he indicated that he liked this song. And this is a heavy Moog song. The remix has got some really nice uh, EDM uh, rhythmic uh, flourishes that were done. It's a very awesome record. You ought to check it out. Uh, we've got, um, you know, a pretty cool um, relationship uh, with these labels, uh, but we're going to get back into the Bentley songs. So on top of the songs that we just released through Bentley, we do have some um, songs that we're working on toward Violets. Now, Violets is our album that we've got um, an arrangement with Bentley Records that they're going to let us put out a record on top of like singles that we'll be able to release periodically like we have been. So um, the album we're working on is called Violets, which goes back to this idea of um, a violet being a, a uh, kind of symbol or foretelling or foreboding of, of something that could happen that is darker, that could be violent, could be destructive. And so this beautiful flower could be a symbol of something coming that's not so beautiful. And so Violets has got this kind of, like, the music can be thought of as being beautiful, but it's kind of got some horror aspects. It's got some darkness. It's got some pain. Um, you know, like the dark ghost concept, we've been kind of reeling from the pain of, uh, you know, mortal things like people passing away, natural disasters, relationships falling apart, you know, just, uh, you know, partnerships d dissolving, and, you know, the ideas of, uh, you know, what could have been 
with some things. Sometimes in life, you you have a, a, a moment in time where you're really connected to somebody. You've got a great idea, and then you just like you fuck it up, and they it just falls apart, and it's your fault or it's the fate or it was never going to work, or you just didn't you know see see it the same way the other person saw it or put as much love into it as the other person did, or you put too much love into it. So a lot of what we've been doing for the last two years with our Dark Ghost series of records, which Violets is part of, uh, is is kind of, you know, dealing with the pain of, of, of that relationship falling apart. And everybody who knows me can kind of figure out what, what happened there and who that person is, but we're not going to get into that. Um, you can kind of figure out by listening to my music. Um, so the song we have that we wrote, that's an original song as part of this episode called CB Belief, which is Josephine Electric, you know, is the lead singer of Ham Electric Ghost. We have a new episode um, and channel for her on Anchor. We just had her uh, talk about the Mojo Heads release, and we're going to have her talk about these songs in a separate episode, the new Bentley releases, plus these new songs here. More periodically, we're going to have Josephine show up uh, on her own Anchor FM podcast. So CV belief is this idea that, you know, she, that Josephine believes in analog, you know, as being the truth. It, it, it being, there's this something about analog that feels real. It feels um, original. It feels right to her. And and basically she feels like, you know, with a, like a unfold voltage allows you to kind of have wires plugged in. And she's just got this idea that she's kind of mixing the idea of, of a wire, CV wire being plugged into a modular synth with, you know, fornication or fucking or orgasm. So she just feels like analog electronic subtractive synthesis. It kind of feels like sex when you get into it. I heard uh, Bernie Worrell from uh, Funkadelic basically said when he played his Moog, he felt like he was making love to it. And, and Josephine feels like, you know, she is a sin being. She was created from Roland Voicoders, you know, being mixed into Moog filters and Arturia filters and make noise math modules. She's an electronic synthesis being created by CV. So her very existence is from controlled voltage. And the idea, you know, that she was born of subtractive synthesis, where she's equating this little electricity with sets. And the CB belief is, you know, it's that kind of honesty with analog that is always going to kind of trump digital, in my opinion. Now, digital we use, and in my own workshop, within my workflow, I've used, I have a lot of digital equipment. But the analog equipment in the last two years has really <clears throat> made the ghost sound. And Josephine's just you know, doing homage to uh, our, our deference to analog. So that's that sort of song that's on deck on this episode. And then we have Wrecked, Warped, and Overwhelmed, which kind of goes into what I was just talking about. It was um, the idea that you have a relationship where you just – the, the world kind of just gets warped because you have been kind of blindsided by your own passion. So we're going to play a little bit of that for a second to see if you can kind of feel it. Uh. 
So what was going on with this song is another um, convergence of modern technology with analog. We use the um, OPZ from Teenage Engineering to create the, the drum beat for this song. Uh, and then we took our modular sense, we took our Arturia Mini Boot 2S, we took our Mini, or not Mini Mode, but we took our Mother 32 and our DFAM, running them through the um, maths module from the function generator and created a really uh, gritty kind of guitar-focused synth sound. Okay, when you hear that lead synth sound over that teenage engineering beat, you got this kind of hybrid um, that we find it's very, um, we thought it was very powerful and very divergent to have the digital nature of the, of the, of the, the 16 track OPZ, which is very controlled, very tight, um, but then have the kind of wild, like power uh, lead that, you know, is like Emerson, uh, Lake and Palmer. It's kind of Hendrixian, but it's, you know, coming from an analog sense. There's this idea of the CV belief again in practice of that you can really like fuck everybody up with the sound uh, coming from these modes and these analog sense. If you, if you heard it come from Marshall Stack, you'd like, you step back. It, you know, it's the Moog, it's really, and it's kind of like, like there, there's something in the ether when you touch a modular synth. Every day I get into my modular synth and I, you know, I watch things from Loop Pop. I watch things from Anderson's. I watch all kinds of stuff from um, a lot of synth gurus online. Um, but it's really just the experimentation. Uh, once you have a modular synth and you start like just seeing what you can do, you know, you play with sample and hold, you play with different, you know, frequency modulation, pulse with modulation, you play with like controlling oscillators with LFOs and, and controlling envelopes with LFOs and just doing all kinds of crazy things. And you do it from a, a, the perspective of a musician looking for a certain sound or lo looking to hear something different. And the thing is like the analog sense don't disappoint. Like, and you don't have to worry about having to pay somebody for a new patch because you keep on creating. Now, the only problem I find sometimes is, you know, I, I, I kind of get um, lazy and I don't take a picture of my settings. And then it's kind of like that setting's like lost. The only way I have it is I actually recorded it onto my Zoom R24, which then we can go and say, well, Keith, you know, the flip side of digital is I can actually sample what I put down on my R24 and then bring it into something like an Akai Force or bring it into my Make Noise Morphogene and then use it, which I do. I mean, I, I take a lot of tones that I create that I can't get back to and put them into my Morphogene and then use it, the Morphogene as an oscillator to actually be able to play that tone again, which gives you a kind of cheating way, but it's not cheating. You created your own track and you're using your own gear to use it, but either way. So this idea that, you know, wrecked overwhelmed is like, you know, she's just, Josephine's just being acknowledged like, yeah, I'm not well, I'm not okay. I'm still really um, 
tragically affected by the breakup of this relationship, which we've gone through in this song. We've talked about it in um, a bunch of songs like Sonic Twin, Dark Ghost Souls Never to Move Toward, unreleased stuff. You know, it's somewhat released. We put it out on as singles on Spotify. Um, Highest Tree in the Canopy, which is a favorite. I mean, Highest Tree in the Canopy, everyone wants to know. That song really documents my lowest point and highest point with this individual where the whole thing fell apart. Uh, it's a really good, I mean, we end up getting like, you know, over four or 500 streams on that song when we first put it out. Cause it's honest, it's honest as honest as we can be uh, with the, what, the way we felt um, about this person. Uh, Sonic Twin is another song that went the way we felt about him. But we think that um, you know, the highest tree in the canopy really shows, you know, what we really felt and how we put it into music is, you know, maybe it would be better if I could just call the person on the phone and talk to him. But somebody, you know, you, sometimes when you're a songwriter, you know, you, you, you end up putting it into lyrics. You know, Philly Word Mac is probably a good example. Uh, you know, <laughs> Lindsey Buckingham and Stephen Nicks kind of talking past each other with their songs. Sometimes it's like it's, 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 a songwriter has an easier time writing it in a song than actually going up to the person and telling them. So, you know, maybe that's a, that's a personal problem. But, it's, it's, you know, I, I find myself, I identify with that. I identify with what Lindsay did and what Stevie did on Rumors. Um, I've kind of been a big fan of music forever. Singer-songwriters from Dylan Hendrix, you know, you know, Connor Roberts, any, any great singer songwriter. Um, uh, they, they put sometimes into their songs things that they can't even tell people face to face. And I think this song is a good example of in the tradition of like Sonic Twin and um, Highest Tree in the Canopy. If people want to check my catalog, you see what I'm talking about. Those songs are all on Spotify and SoundCloud. Um, they are originally tracked for Dark Ghost Volume 1, which has been kind of delayed since we got these new deals uh, to be on these record labels. Violets is the big thing we're working toward, which is going to be on Bentley Records. And, you know, the songs that we've been putting on SoundCloud for the last couple months and the, and the releases that you see here, like the five releases we just talked about, um, are pretty much all going to go on Violets unless we see, you know, that there's certain songs that don't really kick it. Um, but we're going to get to the other song, Causality, Heavy Causality. Now, Heavy Causality is another um, um, interesting song. It's totally OPZ. Now, when we did The Flower That Blooms at Midnight in the Tomb in Wretched Symphony number no. 9 or number 8, uh, we used the OPZ for those those albums that we self-published, um, and they're everywhere. But... Uh, we think heavy causality shows an ability to use the OPZ that goes beyond what we did on the flower and Richard uh, symphony. We really got this baseline that we just, like, we, we took it and we looked at it and said, well, we're going to replicate that with our Moog. We said, no, I just, we just brought it into an MX one performance mixer and then brought it into a zoom. Uh, and we thought of putting other tracks on top of this song, but this song came out from us just jamming on an OPZ because an OPZ, you can play it like a moat. You can kind of play with the step components and the manual uh, override 
to like invoke um, soloing. And this song is really us riffing on the bass lines that an OPZ can do. And we felt that it was just a you know, really good track. Eventually we made another version where we put a guitar over it. And it's the same song, but we, you know, it has a different character because it's got a guitar line. But this version of the song we really like, uh, we put it out and um, we want to use it as like um, two songs on the album that like this version would be kind of a more acoustic bass oriented song. And then the guitar heavy one would probably be the last song on the album. Um, so we're thinking of opening up this Violet's album with Violet Embrace, which you can probably hear on um, SoundCloud. We haven't talked about that song yet, uh, but it's a heavy kind of song, kind of like a fantasy murder craziness song. But, it's, you know, Josephine's basically, you know, envisioning like murder, but saying that, you know, that's not OK. You 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 can have these feelings or you can you can be really like passionate and upset and very angry. And you can kind of talk about it in allegory or talk about it within art, but never act on it. You know, so she's basically saying, you know, violence is never okay. It's the, the original song. So it's got the, the violent embrace is kind of the flip side of, of uh, Joe Swain's personality is that she is, you know, a Gemini. She is, you know, dark and light. She is, you know, both sides of the coin. <clears throat> and so she can go pretty crazy. And this song shows like, you know, the darkness of a dark ghost concept of what you can go, where you can go. But we'll, we'll talk about that song later, but it's just the whole idea that Violet uh, portends violence and the Violet embrace is kind of s symptomatic of that. And um, we, we really like it. We've had a good response to the Instagram version we've put up. So if you guys want to you know, know what I'm talking about, you go to my Instagram and you'll see some one-minute clips of Violet Embrace. And I think I have a full uh, Instagram movie of the song if you're interested. But that is probably going to be the opening song to Violence. And these songs here, uh, probably um, Wrecked, Warped, and Overwhelmed is going to be on the album. CV Belief, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're making strides with these songs. But again... You know, check us out uh, on all the streaming services. We were supposed to interview uh, the French uh, twin punk uh, riot girl, amazing act, the soap girls who are just, you know, deathly beautiful, uh, total punks. They, you know, they could go out there and do traditional, you know, pop music, but they're doing what I love is a punk aesthetic in the tradition of a girly sound, like a Liz Fair sound, like L7, the Runaways, you know, Joan Jett, uh, you know, Sleater Keeney, they are riot girls incarnate. They are the real thing. And their beauty is 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 just amazing. Uh, they're, they're a French actor. They've got this kind of classiness and, and sexuality that you don't see in American bands. Um, it's just amazing, and and they just have a awesome presence. We were supposed to interview them today. They had some problems on the on the road, so we're gonna do it on Sunday. We, we really like to push the bands that we talk to that we're gonna be pushing their music. They've got an amazing album from 2017. Uh, it's really good. Uh, they're out with their new tour. 
Um, yeah, they smell like strap, I think. And it's like they are an amazing act. You go see them. They're in tradition of pussy liquor. Uh, like again, I said L7, The Runaways, uh, PJ Harvey, uh, Wendy O. Williams. They're, they're a great act. I mean, I would love to see them. And, uh, you know, I'd love to be on the tour. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I digress. But, yeah, we're very happy about what we're doing with Bentley and Mojo Heads. Uh, we finally, after 30 years, we got signed to do some labels. We're having some traction. We want to increase our monthly listenership exponentially from under 30 listeners to over 147 on Spotify. That might not sound like a lot, but exponential growth is always the right direction when you're a band. We're hoping to hit 1K within a couple months uh, into monthly listeners and try to push it to 10K. And we know that is possible because, you know, just a year ago on um, Anchor, we were at 200 listeners. Now we're at 1,400 listens in total since we started with uh, sponsors. And we've interviewed more than 20 bands in the last two years between when we started on Spearman. And uh, we're, we're just excited for what we're doing. And we hope that you keep on joining us for what we're doing with this music. And we're just going to keep on pushing expansive sound and interviewing every indie band from every genre that we like, which is many. We've interviewed country rockers, country musicians, uh, DJs, punk rockers, EDM groups, electronic musicians, uh, actors like Jess Davis, um, you know, artists or like Trinabello.com, who did our first cover for To Infinitum, our album with All Control K. So we, we've been all over the map. We're always looking to interview as many people as possible. Uh, every type of art form out there from, from TV, film, and music. So if you're interested in what we're doing and you want to help support us, please support our podcast. You know, donate. We can we accept donations. Uh, we will continue to make strive to interview indie artists around the world. If you want to continue, if you like what we do, please uh, donate. Um, become a monthly subscriber. Uh, it would be really cool for you to do that, and uh, we will appreciate it. There's things that we can do for you in terms of giving you some uh, sneak previews of stuff and sending you audio files, which we write all the time. So, yeah, you check us out. We won't be disappointed in what we can provide you. Uh, please support Indie Music, support us, and uh, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Download is something I can't believe it. Cause check that CBN is a login of the day. I don't believe in a digital sin. Stick it in. CBN, CBN, is it to me? Save it, can I save it and get it to me? Get it with me You get it with me And my luck is something I can believe in There's something I like it better than Now that did it all sin Oh, you just can't stick it in I want it to be That is the one
Sorry, no concern. 